To change the fruit, we need to change the tree. A good tree needs good seed, which is Jesus Christ, and also good ground, referring to the garden that speaks of our heart that needs to receive the love of God which He has for us. It is also in constant fellowship with God that we receive His Spirit, His river that nourishes the growth of this tree. So welcome. This is session 11 of our garden series and today we will be speaking on the fruit. I start off in Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. So we hear this message of the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of love, the love that God has for us. And by receiving this word to to be true, this seed or this word is planted in our hearts. This seed that is the Spirit of God Himself. And it is a gift and you don't work for a gift. A gift is something that is freely given. You don't deserve it nor can you uh, work for it. We simply believe this message to be true and we receive this gift of this message of the love of God for us freely into our hearts and into our, our lives. You receive a gift by simply, say, by, by simply saying thank you and receiving it. And that's exactly the same thing here. Now this is so radical. I just want to pause a quick moment and just, and just speak on this. We are not saved or born again by any doings or any work from our side. We depend solely on God and the work that He already had done for us on on the cross. Jesus Christ paid the, uh, the price to open the way for us to freely come to God and receive this gift. It's not in our doings. We simply receive what was done by Jesus Christ on, on, the, on the cross. If, if it in any way revolves around the doings of us and what we do about your good works, even good works is still the wrong tree. You are still dependent on yourself to do good and therefore achieve a gift that was never meant to be paid for from, from your side in the first place. So um, it's not good people that enter into heaven. It's believers who enter into heaven. We don't work our way or achieve our heavenly ticket by doing good things or good deeds. John 3.16 says that God sent his son so that whoever believes in him should not perish and have everlasting life. He did not say those who do good deeds and live like Jesus or even those who are good Christians and have good Christian values. It simply states that those who believe in him, that the price was paid in Jesus Christ, receive this everlasting life. It's, it speaks of those who plant their gardens in the Lord, those who trust in, re, rely on, believe and depend on him as the way, the truth and the life. And then we come to the tree of life and we eat of this fruit and then the result of this is that we live forever in everlasting life which Jesus came to give. Now if this all sounds too good to, to be true, I'm glad it is. It's supposed to be good news. The word gospel literally means good news. The good news of Jesus Christ is exactly that, 
absolutely good news. He paid the price if we could only receive that gift from God into our hearts. So this all speaks of how you are you are born again, how the whole journey starts. But now, what about the the uh, growth of this tree? Now that the seed has been received, what about the growth? What makes the tree grow to bear more fruit? I read Galatians 3 verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, meaning believe, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. So Paul preaches here and he says, or actually writes here about what he has preached to them. He says, I have preached to you Jesus Christ and him alone crucified. Jesus is the one who paid the price. You don't pay the price. It's not in your sacrifice or in your doings, but in the sacrifice that Jesus had done by the, the payment which he paid with his own body, with his own blood. And we simply receive this by believing. Then in verse 2, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Were you born again based on the works that you did? Did you achieve this born again salvation status based on you? Or did you receive it by simply believing the message of the gospel? And then verse 3. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? The Amplified Bible says, are you now depending on the flesh? Are you literally depending on yourself to be more like Christ? Did this whole journey start off in faith and now you depend on your works? He says, no. Are you so foolish thinking this thing? Was it a seed not planted and the journey began by simple faith in Jesus Christ? So, by hearing this message and believing this message, receiving the word into your heart is how you got born again in the first place. Nothing depending on you, but depending on God. Why are you now growing your own tree? Why are you now trying to attain these fruits of life? If you did nothing to plant the seed in the first place, why now try and grow that seed? It's not dependent on you. It started in faith and it grows in faith. Galatians 3. So this is where we find many Christians. This born again seed that is planted in, in, in their hearts, in our hearts as, as Christians, as we receive this word. But then we switch over and try and grow this tree, grow our character, our nature. We try and live like Christians, like good Christians should. We even try and live like Jesus Christ. But this is simply a garden trying to work on itself. This is the, the pride of a, of a garden thinking that it does not need a gardener. It's the garden's fault. It's the garden's responsibility to produce the fruit and to remove the stones. And that has never been the uh, question. So in trying to live like Jesus, even though this is a good thing, it's still a wrong thing. You are still at the wrong tree trying to be good versus trying to receive life. He said, stop with that tree and come to me and receive life. The thing is, we depend on us and we don't depend on God. 
And this is pretty much where we become frustrated. We are gardens trying to work on ourselves and that's simply not possible. The garden needs a gardener. So let's pull this whole concept to, together. Now, uh, Paul uh, writes here in Galatians 2, him being a Jew, he, he was a Jew and he wrote in Galatians 2 verse 15, We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, they know this. Being a Jew, they, they know this. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus. Him being a Jew knows you need to believe in Christ Jesus. That we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh or no person shall be justified by based on works. It's simply by believing in Jesus Christ and receiving this gift. They knew that salvation, that being born again, was not dependent on your works, but on belief in Jesus Christ. I will keep on saying this until this sinks into your hearts. Then verse 17. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, meaning we are all already born again, and this tree that has now been planted has started to grow, but is still small, as we grow in Christ... We ourselves also are found sinners. Is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. If we are born again, but we still have some sort of sin, some rock, some stoning in our, in our ground that is not supposed to, to be there. This is not to, to say that the message is not working. This is not to, to say that Christ does not... Um, want to end or stop the sin in our lives. He's not condoning the sin. This just simply means that even though the seed is planted and we still have sin in our lives, this simply shows that we need the gardener. We need more of the knowledge of the love of God that he has for us. We need to hear the message of the gospel even more and more and receive the spirit, the river from God to cleanse our lives even furthermore now after the seed was planted. Then in verse 18, for if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law uh, died to the law that I might live to God. Now building again on, on these things, speaking about works, these things I've already put aside, it's not by my works. Why would I now go back and try and build on these works again? Then I am the transgressor that then goes back to the thing that I've already put aside. Now I'm continually going back to, to this thing. This means we focus again on ourselves. The whole process started off with focusing on God and receiving His love. But now that the seed is planted, why do we then start focusing back on us? Why do we start focusing back on the rocks, on the sin in our lives and the garden, focusing on the garden itself instead of on the river, on the relationship with God? Then we find Galatians 2 verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. 
I don't live for myself. My life is the seed of the tree of life that has been planted in me. I am not the source of my own life, but God is the seed of life. And the life which I now live in the flesh, meaning here on earth, not one day when you go to heaven. Now I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. If righteousness could be achieved by your works, then what was the purpose of Christ dying for in the first place? We, we, we know that no person shall be justified by dependence on his works on the law, but on faith in Jesus Christ alone, by receiving the gift of the message of the love of God that he has for us. Now righteousness, speaking of to be in right standing before God, you are holy, blameless, righteous, and for forgiven before God, comes not by dependence on yourself, on your own works, but by simple faith that the message of Jesus Christ is the truth and it is for me. And even more wonderful than this, after Galatians 2, we find Galatians 3. So after doing this whole thing, we get Galatians 3 where it says, So now I want to ask you, who has bewitched you? Who has fooled you? Who has put you aside and sort of put you back in this old way of now that you have received the Spirit of God in your life, the seed, why are you now going back to your old ways trying to grow the tree yourself, trying to build your character and trying to be a good Christian based on your own works? Who has bewitched you? Who has fooled you? This is not the way it's supposed to be. It started in faith. It grows in faith. It's all dependent on God and the love that he has for us. So we need Jesus to be himself in us. We need the seed of life that is planted to become the tree of life, to produce fruit of life in our lives. It comes as we continually eat from relationship. We eat the fruit of the tree of life and we receive this life continually in relationship with God. And it's not dependent on us, speaking of the wrong tree. It's, this, it's dependent on the tree of life. Now, in John 15, we find this, this wonderful uh, parable or metaphor that, that Jesus used when he spoke to his disciples. He said, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. God does not send sickness to teach you. He does not put bad things in your life because you have done wrong and then he cuts you off and throws you away and curses you. This is not God. This is not the love of God which he has for you. What it says is, if we think God sends sickness to teach us, then he comes and he corrects this this thought pattern that we have, this way of thinking. It's not the person that is cut off and thrown away. It's this thought that we have, this wrong thinking that is stuck in our hearts, in our minds, that keeps us from bearing more fruit. Then we find verse 3 where it states, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. 
You are pruned because of the word that I have have given you, not because I have cut you off. You are pruned, my disciples, you are pruned because the word came to you and you received the word. The word came when you thought sickness was from God to teach you a lesson or because of the sin in your life, God punishes you. Then the word comes and says, I, God, love you so much. It's not from me. Come to me and receive my love. And in this way, this word, then pruned this thing in your life that stops you from bearing fruit of life because you think sickness is from God. And when you come to know the love of God and that sickness is not from Him, we receive the love and the sickness goes. And you are pruned by the word which you have received. If I just go, go on, he says, Abide in me. And I in you, meaning relationship, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branch. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. I can add here fruit of life. For without me, you can do nothing. The fruit has never been dependent on you, but dependent on God. The moment you break off the, the branch from the tree, the branch cannot bear fruit. But while it's stuck to the branch, while the, the branch is stuck to the tree, the tree produces fruit through the branch. We need the tree. We need the vine. We need the river of God to nourish our trees, to bear more fruit. And it's not dependent on us, but on God. Now, have you ever read in Galatians 5 about the fruit of the Spirit? It's not the fruit of you or the fruit we must try to have. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Therefore, by receiving the river, the Spirit, we allow the Spirit to produce its own fruit. It's not dependent on us, but dependent on God. Then in John 15 verse 7, If you abide in me and my words or the seed abide in you, you will ask what you desire, not just what you need, what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So if you receive the word as a seed, you will have the fruit of a son because you received the seed of the son. Now God de delights in us asking and receiving because he is then glorified as being a good father who has a good relationship with his son. And in this, others can come to, to know that he truly is a good father. And people who are, are born again and don't experience this or who are, are not born again and have never had this opportunity can see what the fellowship with God truly is. And they can come freely to this good father and receive God as father. It is as we demonstrate relationship, as we demonstrate this fellowship or the sonship, we produce fruit and God is glorified as people then see what is true about a good relationship between father and son. So in this re relationship, God is the seed and everything we need is inside the seed. 
it is also the seed's job to grow, not the ground's job. It's the ground that simply holds the seed, that receives the seed. And then we also receive the river, the spirit, which is also from God, to nourish the seed, to make the tree grow, which then bears fruit. In 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16 in the Amplified Bible, uh, Paul again writes here, I, Paul, planted, Apollos watered, but God all the while was making it grow and he gave the increase. So you heard the message preached and by the spirit that seed was planted in your heart and you continue to hear this message of the love of God, of the good news of Jesus Christ. And we, we hear this and receive this in the same way as we did the seed. Now we receive the message continually. By receiving this, we receive the water, the spirit from God, which nourishes this tree. So the seed came by God, the nourishment comes by God, the growth comes by God, the fruit is produced by God. None of it is dependent on you. We simply receive this free gift. So if it all depends on God and it all depends on Him, where do we fit in? If we are not responsible for the fruit, where in this story do we fit in? So this is where we will get to in our next session, which will also be our, our last session, where we will be speaking on the whole story.